Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I'm privileged to have Craig Northrup here. He has been the number one realtor in the country three times. Craig, welcome to the program. Thank you. Pleasure. So, Craig, take us back to when you started in real estate. Uh, uh, what craziness made you want to join real estate? And tell me what that was like before you uh, figured out uh, which way was up. Well, you know, it's interesting. So, in college, I always had a passion for movies first. Mm-hmm. So, really, how the tie was is in college. And I'm a big Turp fan, by the way. Um, but I was in the University of Maryland, and I started a job doing video stores. So really, got I used to do that too. Actually, yeah, yeah. I, was, I got to be a, a manager rather quickly because I, you know, it's about knowing people, and, and I call it mirroring people, or or kind of being able to adapt to each personality. Yes. And as a manager, and as a growing of an entrepreneur, you got to get better at that. A lot of patience, but it's called adaptability. So adaptability was one of the things I was able to get early in life. And, and of course, then, of course, with the business background of, of being an employee, I said, I want to, if you're going to do it anyway, why not be the best? So within six months, I became a manager of that video store. So you, And you should also do what you're passionate about. I love movies, so it kind of worked for me. So that was what I was doing through college. So the reason I even bring that in is ultimately uh, ended up owning a video store. So we got that, and I learned. And my philosophy of a video store was this: I had a I had a, a bell on the door. Yes. So every minute I wanted that bell to ring. Yes. So that that meant that I would had customers, and so I would create free coupons or whatever it took to get people to ring. Keep my the door. bell ringing. Right, and that's that philosophy. I've always rung true, you know, same in, you know, in branding. Branding's the same way. It's the same bell. It's just branding now, right? So, so let me pause you there, take you back. So that kind of uh, mindset of, you know, uh, being of service, connecting right. with people, the work ethic, yes. where did you get that from? You know, where do you get that from? I mean, some of it is by mentors. You know, I see some of my mentors do it. My mom was a very hardworking, mm-hmm. uh, I, certainly she was one of them. My owner of the video store was a, he taught me a lot of the business rather quickly, so he was one of them. So really, the people around you, gather information, especially you know people that you think you may want to strive to be like, and I think learn from them. So one of my best advices when you're young, learn as much as possible. Be that sponge. Go after people that are doing it the way you'd like to do it and learn how they're doing it, and then therefore try to incorporate what they're doing. That's brilliant. So tell me, uh, when you stepped into real estate, what was that like and how long right. did it take for you to kind of figure out how to make the bell ring? So that's a great point. So really, when we got uh, the video store, Monet, da 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 da, uh, $2.50 videos, decided. Was there a membership back then? We used to charge $100 to join uh, the club. You know, it's funny. I always believed in free memberships because I wanted mm-hmm. more clients and my opportunity was getting them in the doors and then they would do other, buy other things. So that brilliant. was a philosophy. But with that, the thoughts were I could sell $2.50 videos or $250,000 houses. So really the decision was my mother was already doing the business. So I decided to, hey, I'll keep the business my as an entrepreneur, but I'm going to go in and do real estate. So in real estate, 
I just helped my mother. I learned. I, you know, it's knowledge is confidence, confidence is trust, trust is a sale. I knew every house of every street of every location. I was going to be, my most mission was when I finally got them buyer calls or whatever, I knew every street so I could guide that client wherever they needed to go. So really get that mastery, put in yes. the time to get the mastery. Learn it first. Don't have to jump head first and just think you're, you know, you know, doing it. I think it's better to learn it really, be comfortable create confidence, and then you'll build trust in others. So I thought doing that with that, that was sort of how I got into real estate with my mother being an assistant. Then uh, ultimately uh, decided to, hey, let's let's uh, take it to the next level. My wife and I decided to do it on our own. We opened the Craig Northrop team. So nice. we, we did that and we decided to be a team because we saw a team was going to be the future. Teams can do more. And what year people. is this? This is 2000. 2000. On a park so not bench. so long ago. No, it wasn't. About 18 years ago. So, and and you know, you're good at math. There you go. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, you have to be in real estate really quick, right? So um, with that, so we decided that decision. We jump into the business. Uh, you know, we get our first, you know, administration person. We get our salesperson. We kind of start building a team. And honestly, it started with one, and now it's 145. So 145. Let me just go back to the original two. Yes. So, what were the skill sets that your wife had that you were missing, and vice versa? Was there that joining of skill sets? Yes. And what that's a great question. So, my wife always brought the compassion, the you know, the togetherness, the you know, the you know, learning people, and always treating everybody equally, right? And that's, that's a very important. Pound. Yes, it is because that's as important as the sales side, which I brought the IBM approach to real estate where each person had a division of you know we had a staging department we had a client care department we had a you know marketing department we have an IT department and we had a the sales department so we made it a business so I brought business background my wife brought the compassion and the caring and we both care but ultimately uh, together the caring culture and I'll call it the culture and th- that defined you differently than the other realtors in the market well it was everybody else was real estate was just about wait for the phone to ring and answer it right that was it now we created a business so that it was more of we can handle more clients more often just like they're, they're you're their only client so the, fo- so the thought process in order to grow we had to create it so that that client never felt you were too busy for them tell me about that uh, kitchen table moment where you guys are thinking about, okay, this is what we want the customer experience to be like, and then having employees that you need to execute it, how do you translate what was in your heart into theirs? Well, first of all, you got to believe it. You know, it's got to be, you know, you got to be very authentic in anything that you do. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, I love what I do because I, I, I enjoy it. I have a passion for it. It's a lifestyle for me and, and my wife. And so with that, um, it, it, you know, energy is contagious and vision is, is understood if it's in the right direction. So you lead by example and, you be, and we became player coaches. So I sold real estate but yet still led. And so I could coach people throughout the way. Right. And so when you can build up, it's called reach one, teach one, right? So every time we reached a monument, we, we brought more people and taught them how to get there. So each time we kept building this foundation that any good house has to have that foundation in order to, to be successful and to hold its time. So was that your concept or did you borrow it from someone? No, we didn't borrow. It was definitely our concept. Nice. Nothing, there was no teams in real estate by right of bigger teams in real estate till we really came along. Tell me about one of your charges, someone that you brought in you into the business that maybe didn't have such a smooth entry into the business, Okay. but you had to give them some guidance to kind of get that eureka moment. Do you have one of those stories? 
where they kind of got in and they weren't finding their way and then all uh, right. you coached them through that and it was like a life-changing moment. Well, I think a lot of people get in with different expectations with sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to make uh, six figures or I want to, you know, or I want to sell it all today and, you know, and get instant return. That's not what sales is about. It's about, you know, about showing the, the client care of, of, for the future. So what, you, what we found is that some people were either real sales driven and, yes. and we have to back them off and show them the care given, yes. right? Or we have the care given that weren't sales given, right? So we basically, what we did well, we created now what's called Northrop University, which is uh, Northrop U that, that trains agents on, hey, if you're from the nursing or the teaching, which by the way, make great agents, oh, they brilliant. care a lot, right? But we have to teach them a little more of the sales side, right? But then you get the, I won't use them car salesman, but let's just say the- Insurance you know, or whatever. Insurance, let's use them. They need a little bit more of the care side. So mm-hmm. what is amazing is we're able to establish which part of the piece of that person that needs to be kind of focused on, and we're gonna work with you on it. And we care enough to make you better, because if you do better, the company ultimately does better, and then we all make, as a group, at that time as a team, we all got together, we trusted one another, and everyone wanted for our, for our team goals to achieve it. Now, in the brokerage, now we want them just to excel in their own ways, and we're just here to help. Brilliant. As companies get started, they have a very clear vision of uh, what they want to accomplish, yes. and more importantly, a very powerful sense of who they are and what they stand for. Right. But as business speeds up and there's more moving parts sometimes people lose sight of that how did you guys stay true to that original this is who we are this is what we stand for we always saw that we wanted to be the best and what the best was is a rating system of being number one in the nation so we were number two for many many years so you know i told you advice about learning from others yes so we flew around the country when we were number two to see number one we went out to, to california met ruth Pugh. we went out to another california we went down to miami to meet other other teams that had beaten us and to learn how and what we could do better we incorporated that in our business and kept making changes we are only as good as we were you know the, the the next day so meaning you know your goal is your competition is yourself yes period right and if you're better than you were yesterday you're in the right direction and that's really what we were trying to understand and learn now technology's changed uh you know we didn't have the internet we didn't have social media we didn't have a lot of that so you have to incorporate that as you go and get people that know that if you don't know it. So that's one of the keys. So let's backtrack a little bit because it sounds like the people that were in at the top of the profession sounds like they had a level of generosity to allow you to come in. So is there a group of people that are just very collaborative to make the whole industry better? I, I would say reach out to them and let them, you know, they most people at their levels yeah. should be as we would be open to always and it sounds and like they were they were they were no in. question they were and and i thanked them very much and it was very rewarding for both of us because i think we both gave each other something i learned from everybody that talks to me every day like this interview you know you learn and think about wow how was it when i first started you don't right. sit down and do that naturally you're focused on everything else so these are the kind of things that each time that we do go through these experiences or somebody talks to me or I go talk to them. If you I pay learn. attention to what's going on, exactly. you got to pick up something useful. Yes. Listening, always listening. How do you see the future for real estate and how do you remain relevant in that future that's coming? 
Well, you certainly, again, you needed to brand yourself, and we did that for a long time, okay? 85% of the market knows who we are, and yes. that was a key. So first, it was about making a mark being memorable, right? You can be memorable or forgotten your choice, right? So the the thought was to be memorable. Now it's so how do you- So pause right there. So how so, did you become memorable? Like, what memorable. did you do? So one of the memories is, well, I do a lot of, phil- a lot of uh, community mm-hmm. give back, right? So I do a Philanthropic, lot of Philanthropic, yeah. Yes, right? I do a lot of that. And- we and when I say that, it's the proverbial the team, the, right? yes, the team at that point. Um, and also, we I tied ourselves to we tied ourselves to University of Maryland College Park, so we became a big advocate with them. So when people thought of the Terp, which is the Terp Turtle, they thought of the Northrop team, and hence I have it right in my pocket every day. Oh, brilliant! So that's. When people think of a larger institution, they always relate it to me because they know that we are, and I am a big fan of the University of Maryland. I was a supporter, and I went there. So it gave us a little bit more entity of a mm-hmm. floor plan uh, there. And, of course, then I did TV, and they saw my face because I was on the signs. So it's kind of that recognizable, trusted brand that started. Brilliant. So number one was be memorable. Correct. And then what? And then what? And then so, – so then be memorable. Then – uh, you know, again, from a leader standpoint, lead by example, okay, you're only as good as the people that are around you. Build the people through culture with my wife, through staling your training for, you know, the combination mm-hmm. was fantastic. And then once, once you've got this great foundation, that's when you grow. See, the problem is everybody tries to grow so fast. And what happens is you make mistakes. And if the foundation is not strong enough, you, the, the, you, you have nothing to stand on. So I think it's so important to build that with great people before you really think you're going to be able to build the buildings. So you've got 18 years of experience of doing this. Yes. Well, if, I actually have 30 total, 18 of the team, yes. Brilliant. So if you were mentoring a team, let's say, somewhere in California, not right. in this market, right? and you sat down with a new person coming in. Yes. What would be the three pieces of advice you'd give them to help them build that foundation? Right. So if they were just starting out, say they didn't have any employees yet, I tell them to get an administration person first. You know, kind of take care of the stuff that the the team leader needs to free himself up to be able to work with the other staff people that are going to come on board, right? The salespeople. That's the first thing, right? Is to kind of, you know, where what's the first step? Second step is then where do you grow? Do you grow into buyer's agents? Do you grow into seller's agents? Things like that. Get the staff in. And then where's your marketing? Where's your where's the best places to kind of put yourself out there? How has branding worked? The problem with most agents or in most businesses, we all try that one shot. And if that one shot marketing doesn't work, oh, forget we that stop. Stuff. Yeah. And so that's the nine that's the consistency why people don't realize they ride a roller coaster. See in our business and our culture, we're trying to keep everybody consistent so that Instead of doing five one month and one another month, we want five every month. Right. And if you can produce that, that really kind of keeps that stability around, and marketing does that as well. Marketing's the same way. You got to let the consumer know you're there always. You can't give up and back up or back off the consumers. They will. It's peace of mind. It's first of mind, and you have to be best of mind. Who are some of your agents that you can just see that this person is going to be a superstar, and they reach a plateau? where they limit themselves what do you do when you come to a situation like that well it's funny one of the the one goals is to get and use the you know to pull out the unused potential that yes. is one of the most valuable saddest assets that human human people have humanistic uh, value is is because technology is real simple. They it does it tells you something and, and it's done right. Where that's why real estate will always be a human 
hard because you know we have so much potential and so much unused that we yes. just don't do it every day so how do you pull that out motivation you know how do you how do you find somebody different than the other everyone has potential everyone can do it it's whether you want to do it it's whether you have the desire to do it and it's and 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 and, and it's how you look at doing it so you know if you don't want to do something or you want to resist it you remember it's it's changing your mindset and yes. your mindset's the most powerful thing it's, it controls your whole body is how your mind is change your attitude change your you change your words it can be an asset or a liability yes. that's right and and so the passion and the power that your mind has if you don't want to do it it's not going to do it you know i heard that they they say that in the operating rooms if they think you're going to, if you say you're going to die they won't operate on you because they believe the mind has so, so much, much power yes. that it's going to do that absolutely that's the same mindset so if a, if an agent has that much mindset that he can do it Skill, the mindset's more powerful than the ability, and we can teach ability. What I've found in, in my work very much is uh, beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies. Right. That as soon as we get that belief, then we're looking for data to validate it. Right. We can get counter examples that might be very useful that we totally ignore because it doesn't fulfill that belief. And if right. the belief is, I can do anything, you do it. And if the belief is, only people that are chosen or university educations, then you're going to prove that right as well. Yeah, yeah, they always say if you you know you know if you're gonna do it, you, if you know it, you're right. If you don't know it, you don't you're right as well. And my mother's always said if you can conceive it, you can believe it, you can achieve it. And I live with that. I mean, it's nice. it's one of them things that you have to believe first in yourself. And the most powerful thing in sales mm-hmm. is first to have confidence in yourself. But more imperative is putting confidence in you and others. And what I mean by that is if they're confident in you. That's the most powerful that thing. That brings up confidence. No question. If you're confident you want to use me for whether it's services, that's that confidence that's that sales. Yes. You know, it's not telling you what to do. It's showing you how to do it and getting you to buy and become a believer. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. This is a, a big responsibility. You've got a hundred and some odd people relying on you. Yes. At some point, I would suspect that you must have come to one of those forks in the road where you're like, am I the right guy? So tell me about one of those learning experiences where you had to actually coach yourself to be better. Well, I think you always have to coach yourself to be better than yesterday, right? But more importantly, I think what I had to coach myself on was to keep myself in shape and always in tune to what's next. And so I joke about this that uh, I wanted to go back to be 30 again, right? Yes. You know, you hit your 40s and you go, oh my God, I'm getting old. You hit the 50, oh my gosh, right? You're like over the hill. So I went to a clothes designer and I said, give me a 30-year-old suit. <laughs> and I couldn't move my hands. <laughs> yeah. was, they wear them tight, right? But, it, it, you know, the, the thought process is is you have to learn. You never lose, you learn. And, and you learn every day. So there's a lesson and blessing in everything we do. And so what I've learned is as I've grown is if, if the weight gets too much, I step back, I master it, and I come up stronger. Nice. And I think that's, and, it, and the weight doesn't have to be that far off. So, you know, I think all of us go, if I fail, I go all the way back and I reset. No, you just step back. You don't reset. Yes. And I think that's part of the problem when you get into owning businesses and everything. You think you're a failure because you missed one opportunity. Well, there's a reason you missed that opportunity. Find out why, understand why, and make yourself better on the next one. And that's really one of the things that not only do I believe in, but I coach in. And I'm very passionate that we take, we should embrace failure. We should embrace the no, love the no, thank the no, because the no means there's another opportunity waiting. And sometimes we don't understand that. And that's hard because in, we are rejection 
driven in the sense that in sales, we think the client is going to say one thing and they end up do sometimes because we've created it. And so, or we don't even make the call because we think they're, 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 they're going to say no. That's right. So we've got to, that's that mechanism that we try to get out of the, the agent's minds. So one of the things that I'm picking up, you have a belief that this is going to work out well, and that gives you the privilege to be that scientist and experiment and go. But that level of certainty is what leads to your success. Fear, false evidence appearing real, yes. right? So as leaders, you got to guide. You just got to go. You're going to, you know, decision period. A decision uh, is is one of them things where when you make a decision, it's, you could be right or wrong. But you know what? You made the decision and you move forward. And as leaders, you you have to make decisions every day. Of, and you have to take your whole team in consideration mm-hmm. of that. But when you make that decision, it is what it is, right? You can't regret it. You can't change it. You can't blame, complain, things like that. You just got to go move forward. And people respect you for that because what they are looking for is somebody to get around, to, to kind of rally around, to kind mm-hmm. of get us to the next level. What's going to get you to the next level? Who's going to bring me there? Who's going to help me there? And that's the most powerful thing that why leaders, leaders are leaders because they do what they say they're going to do. They show up. They never give up, and they have a purpose or a direction, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you want to be on that ship. You want to be on that direction because it's the direction that feels good, is right, and they're going the way you would benefit you in your life. Brilliant. So, Craig, just before we part company, a couple of quick questions. Number one, what's your biggest fear right now? You've got a, you're going the right direction. You're right. successful. You've got a track record. Are there any things that you are weary of? Weary of? I mean, ultimately, whenever you grow, you're always weary. You know, mm-hmm. the economy can always somebody change, and that's fine. In a recession, we actually were number one in the nation from through the recession. So our business standards went up, which is great because we already hold from a higher level nice. standard. But just like anything else, you know, we don't control it, though. The interest rates could go up, stock markets could change. These are things that don't control you, but make you look responsible. Yes. So that's hard. And, I, you know, that's so a fear factor is outside source that I can't control could make what we do look like it's our responsibility. Brilliant. And is there a particular book you'd recommend that the listeners read? Uh, the book that I would well, there's goals by uh, Brian Tracy, mm-hmm. who I think is dynamite. You know, goals without deadlines or no goals at all. Everyone should have a goal. Period. Yes. Uh, I think that's probably a very powerful one. The other one I'm very, very much about is called Miracle Morning. I believe in that book a lot, um, and it's by Hal Elrod, and it's about getting up an extra hour early. I think the the culture, the things, everything's starting earlier, and I think you can get a lot more done. They say prospect in the morning and solve problems in the afternoon. And as a business person. I get more done in the morning than I'll ever get during the day. And that hour, two hours there, how you start your day, if you win the morning, you win the day. Take that half hour of just your time. Take your Brilliant. time, enjoy your time, and be ready for the day because that's your time to kind of prepare in your own space. Craig, thanks so much for sitting down with me. I, yes. I learned a lot and really enjoyed it. Thank you. It was a true pleasure. Have a great day. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 